Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm Alex and I'm joined by Chris and Luke. Hello. Hello, pod people. Hello, duck hunters. Hello, duck hunters. Duck hunt. I think that's the first time I've ever said duck yeah, hunt. Yeah, we turned you. Maybe I'm coming around to the idea. You're a changed man. But do you know why? It's because of all the sterling work our duck hunt uh, people do on the Facebook page. That's why. Yeah. They do Although, work very hard. I don't know if you, you follow it now, don't you? Yeah. There's someone on there that just goes in and just says God of War all the time, just randomly. Really? <laughs> and he's been warned by the uh, the admins because he's just like God of War. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Honest Owl. Have you ever seen the Honest Owl? I have. Used to yes. come yeah. in comments. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it comes in a tweet. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Good chaps, uh, how's things? What have you been up to? Well, it's the fifth time I've been on since I got back from my jaunt. Well, another holiday. My another holiday to South Africa. So you went for three weeks? Three weeks, yeah. You, you hunted rhino? I hunted rhino, yes. I've come back with a lot of... You basically did Far Cry in real life, didn't I you? I did, and then I managed to sell all the horns to the Chinese, and it paid for the holiday, so it was good. There you go. Good times. That's pretty much what's happened. Um, what did you really do? No, I um, I went to the wine country for a bit. Of course you did. <laughs> of course I did. And the then I, holiday yeah, for you. And then I was in um, Cape Town for 10 days, which was great. And then I finished off by doing a safari in Kruger National Park. Did you play any games while you were away? No. I So I actually had uh, about three and a half weeks off video games. Wow. Yeah. Which was a bit so you weird. You played Dragon Age in all that time. No, Dorian missed me, but I am. Um, I uh, no, I just read books. I like reading. What, what, what books? Did you, what did you I read? Mean, um, I've discovered this new author. Well, not a new author. He's a very old author. Called a guy called Brandon Sanderson who writes mm-hmm. fantasy novels, and he's um, very good. What name one of the books? And um, so there's a trilogy he has that's called um, it's the Mistborn trilogy. Um, it, it's weird. He's basically a bit. He's a big, big author, and his view is. Um, it, all of his books feed into this idea that there was once this one world that was shattered into 16 pieces. And so there's this one character that appears in all of them in very minor roles. And down the road, he's going to write a story about this guy who kind of travels before, between all these different universes. But it, 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 I've made it sound worse than it is. But it's, um, he's a very, very good writer. Um, okay. And I'm learning things about writing from him. Like what? Um, how not to be crap at writing is the hope. Brilliant. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> Top advice. This is pretty much, you know, the dream. Uh, but yeah, have you been up to anything, Alex? Because we had a break from our normal podcast last week. So yeah, it's so been a fortnight. Well, I, I hinted at it in the last podcast on uh, that I've been playing a game that I wasn't allowed to speak about. Yeah, but it's it was Zelda Majora's Mask mm. on the new 3DS. And now, obviously, Zelda Majora's Mask is old. But I only ever played it once, mm. and I kind of seem to remember liking it. But it was just after Ocarina of Time, and that was the, th- the game that stole my heart. But now that I've gone back and played it, Majora's Mask is probably my favourite Zelda game now. Because wow, you, you wrote a piece on that, right? I as did well. write a piece on it, and I got lots of people saying, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I, How do you do that in <laughs> comment form? <laughs> well, just go and check out the comments. I agree with you, though. I, it is, it's my favourite Zelda as well. Yeah, I think well, you're right. There's a lot of people that kind of... <laughs> disagree wait, with us. You know when you when, th- when people kind of like retweet your favourite, I kind of think, well, are you agreeing with me there, or are you highlighting the fact you think I'm a dick? I'm not really sure. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, a lot of people people kind of you know either sort of said well i see where you're coming from even if i don't agree and a lot of people just went no you're a spastic and did, did <laughs> look i don't read the comments okay. did you I just um, read them. did you um how long did you spend playing it i finished it but how long like oh, I don't I, I have, uh, do you know what because i was playing it all over christmas and because oh, it was on 3ds it was quite sporadic mm. so i don't actually know how much time it took to finish. Do you know how long I've put into Dragon Age Inquisition? Well, I haven't finished my story, but Okay, thanks. continue story. Um, but I did, I probably got about half the masks. Okay. So um, they're not the so PS... 
deity mask. I didn't get that one, no. That's but the, I did get a lot of the good cool mask. Ones. But that's the thing I love about the game is that you, I wrote this in my piece. Is mm. the games like Far Cry? Uh, it's all about the side missions. Mm. And back then, there wasn't. It was normally like kind of narrative driven stuff, and that's it. But Majora's Mask has the whole side quest stuff there nailed because you can go and do it if you want to and you can collect all 24 masks yeah. or you can do what I do and just get the ones that you really need that make your life a bit easier. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's brilliant. It's fantastic. And then since then, I've been playing uh, the HD remake of Wind Waker. I borrowed The Office uh, Wii U. I'd quite like to and replay that. a pretty game. It's yeah. a very pretty game. I, le- I like the... Um Photography thing, you know, when you have to... I've, yeah, I've, well, I've only... I'm um, about an hour in. I'm only in oh, okay. uh, to the uh, the second island, which I can't remember what it's called, mm. where you go and shop for all your little goodies and you yeah. have to find a... Well, I've, I've got the sale, but that's it. I spent hours just taking photographs of everyone because you get those little statues made yeah. towards the end. Yeah, so I did that. Um, but no, in answer to the question that you were about to ask, I've spent uh, 70 hours playing Dragon Age Inquisition. Wow. Have you finished 70 it? hours. No. You must be rubbish. I'm avoiding finishing it because I really don't want it to end... I re- of, there are lots of other really good games out there. This is the thing. It, this is the first game in a really long time that I felt I just don't. I just don't want to end. Usually, you know, we have so many games to play. Yeah. We we immerse ourselves in them for a bit and then have to move on. But this one, I just I can't put it down. See, I was like that with Far Cry Four, but then I was like, all right, I'm kind of done now. But then I started playing it for the DLC, and I was like, mm, I wish I could go back. Yeah. I've done it. Finished it. What about you, Chris? I've not really done anything <laughs> apart from trying to keep up with all the Suicide Squad news that's been happening over the that last week. There has been a lot. Yeah, it's just, it's hard to keep up with all this stuff. It feels like it's uh, on a mission of Harry Carey at this rate. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, it's worrying signs. It is. It's all very confusing, the information that's kind of being leaked. Mm. Uh, but it all started with Tom Hardy pulling out of the movie and they said it was because of scheduling com- conflicts. But then a couple of days later, the rumours started circulating that it's because he got the script for the first time or, or an updated version of the script and he didn't like what he read. Right. Uh, he didn't like what he read. Maybe his character had been downgraded or he just didn't like the script. We're not really sure, but... I, I, to be honest, I thought it was kind of weird that he was in it anyway. Because he was already Bane, so yeah. it was a bit... Mm. But you want somebody of that calibre in your lineup to kind of, you know, it was a big draw, don't you? Yeah, well, well then they offered it to Jake Gyllenhaal and we weren't we weren't convinced by that. Luke and, uh, Luke and I, uh, Dan and I, so we did mm. a superhero show dedicated to who who we thought should play the role. Yeah. We came up with Damien Lewis, Ryan Gosling, Charlie Hunnam, Jason Statham, Joel Edgerton, and a guy called Bobby Cannavale, who I don't think you guys would know, but no. I'm a fan of his. He's in um, Boardwalk Empire. Okay. Big, tough guy. Yeah. But yeah, and then, and then since we ran that show, Jake Gyllenhaal pulled out. Yep. So um, a couple of guys uh, rumoured at the moment are Joel Edgerton, who we suggested. Yep. So someone's uh. been watching our show. <laughs> yeah. And uh, John Berntall from Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. You know the guy? Oh, the... Is he the guy? His best friend at the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's in Wolf of Wall Street as Shane? well. Shane. Shane. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then for the film itself, they're talking about um, Batman appearing in, in it now. Mm. It's rumoured. Oh. So um, Latina Review said he'll be in it, but only in like camera footage that people are watching at the end of the film. And someone else has said he's, he's in it a bit more, but it's really all about setting up a standalone Batman and Joker film. Right. Is there any news on who would play Batman in that? Well, it would be Ben Batfleck. I think so. You would hope that they would kind of keep that universe, like, complete. Yeah. Well, Um, I would hope anyway. Otherwise, that would be really confusing to I'm just saying, because obviously Bale recently said that, you know, he'd be open to coming back, didn't he? I don't think he said that. 
didn't he? He said, I think if he, no he had a quote saying that he was a bit jealous. There was that quote when Batfleck. Yeah, I, I think we're not going to see another Bale Batman. No. And um, actually, we yeah, had an email right. for, for the superhero show suggesting him him for Rick Flagg. But I just feel like he, he seems like the kind of guy that is done with superheroes now. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. done he's done three incredible movies and he's no, just he's moving on to... He quite likes doing different stuff to Moses. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all over the place, really. Um, not really sure what to expect from this one. I... I don't think it's going to end well. Do you know what? The DC lineup just doesn't have the confidence or swagger that Marvel's lineup does. No, you get you get a sense that they're flailing around a little bit. Yeah. They're just putting a lot of stuff out there to see what sticks. Yeah, you know, they're really kind of using the audience a little bit to to gauge interest in a lot of I think actors and characters and things. And yeah. it's Marvel is just doing what they do. They feel like they've they've got this big plan in place. And yeah. They're not really caring that much what the audience thinks. They're just making the best film they can, and each time that's yeah. what that's what yeah. ends up with pulling audiences. Well, of course, in. like yeah, obviously, Ant Man has gone through a lot of yeah. problems, so it's not as if that they've had their you know uh, completely clear run. But I don't know. It just feels like it's on all of the films. Like there's little you know, I don't know signs of weakness. Mm. And you know, as a Batman fan, I, I do worry about yeah. what the end result's going to be like. Well, I guess we'll find out next next year with the first one of them. Yeah, I'm We'd, interested by Jared Leto though as, as yeah. Joker. I yeah, still, yeah, yeah. Th- I still think that for me that remains the draw. Well, I think the thing about Joker as a character is that he can be played in so many different yeah. ways. So uh, I don't think there's you know everybody said when Heath Ledger was cast, it's like oh, I don't know how he's going to do it, but yeah. he did such a different take, which has inspired many of the comics since. Mm, yeah. That you know, I, I just think you know he'll do something completely different, hopefully, yeah. and put his own take on it. So. Yeah, and he's a great actor. And yes. thanks to all this happening, uh, Dan and I for this week's superhero show, we were able to talk about Ross Kemp for two minutes. <laughs> the dream. Someone suggested Ross Kemp for <laughs> Rick Flag. Wow. Yeah. What does the, Ross Kemp do these days? He's still doing the documentaries on Sky. The documentaries about gangs and you know, he occasionally he goes armies. to war zones. You know, well, well I've never actually. Are they serious documentaries? Yeah, they really are. And, and Dan <laughs> okay. literally Pardon just showed, him. he was talking about something on the show and I think we're going to drop it in. Him in the jungle with these mercenaries, all of them pointing guns at him and him just grabbing the gun and going, don't point that at me. You're not going to shoot me. You're not going to effing shoot me. And like, it's really terrifying. <laughs> really? And you can tell he's scared, but he's, he's just well, so That just scared. sounds like an episode of EastEnders. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's real. He really is. Not that you have gangs of, you know, armed yeah, guards. Well, so just like, like, yeah, just the way you act. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's me. You should, what, he's, he's holding a bottle of water, though, while he's doing it, which makes him look a bit less tough. Right. But anyway, enough of, enough of Ross Amazing. Kemp. Amazing. There's not enough Ross Kemp on the uh, IGN UK podcast. I, I wonder if our American listeners know who Ross Kemp is. Well, we did, we did try to explain <laughs> who he was on the superhero show. Yeah. Uh, he was in extras, though, so uh, people might know him from extras. I oh, think, yes, in the Ricky States. Gervais is... But he'll forever be Grant Mitchell. He will. I, I said he's a walking, talking muscle. Yeah. <laughs> looks you, a bit like a thumb. Uh, where would you rank him alongside Vinnie Jones? Harder? Ha- uh, Vinnie Jones is harder. Okay. Yeah, Vinnie yeah. Jones is yeah. I would say Vinnie Jones thug. is dirtier. Dirtier. In what sense? Sexually? No. Um. Again, though, like uh, American... Well, I don't know. American <laughs> listeners might not, not know that before he was an actor, Vinnie Jones was uh, the hardest footballer yeah. going. Yeah. He's genuinely tough. Like, yeah. it, it must have been terrifying playing against him. Yeah, that picture of him squeezing that bloke. <laughs> Whose balls? It's Gazza's. Gazza's balls. Yeah, Gazza's balls. Yeah. And I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember being at a game, a Wimbledon game at Sellers Park, watching Paz play Wimbledon. And he was brilliant because he'd come over, he used to have really long throws. So he'd take all the throws. He'd come over to get the ball. And wherever he went, everyone would boo. Ooh. And he loved it. He would just come over right. and he liked boo like like, Pants yeah, man villain. He used to really yeah. like, he'd come over and smile. Right. Love him. Anyway. So we were talking about guns. Yep. You like your guns in Borderlands form. You're a Borderlands fan. 
Wow, that's amazing, Luke. That's a really bad link, isn't it? <laughs> um, you know, but um, I remember you were very excited about Borderlands 2. Did you play the pre-sequel? Uh, I didn't, know, But mm-hmm. that's mainly because at that point, uh, my living room had upgraded to next generation. Okay, well, uh, now you're in luck. I know. Because they have announced the Borderlands Handsome Jack edition, um, which basically includes Borderlands 2 and Borderlands the pre-sequel upgraded for next generation. And all the DLC. And all the DLC. And yep. it comes with a season pass as well. So all of the stuff they haven't yet released for the pre-sequel is coming out. So that costs you uh, 50 quid or $60. But the exciting part is the um, the Claptrap in a Box edition. Yes. So... I've seen the video of this. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. that is... it. It's eye-wateringly £270 or $400. Is it £270? quid? 270 quid. Or Do you want to explain to Chris yeah. what the Claptrap so that's edition how, is? That's how much it is. There's only going to be 5,000 of them manufactured worldwide. Right. But what they come with is, you know Claptrap. We might even have him on this shelf somewhere. But um, Claptrap, the little robot, you know, the kind of mascot. Yeah. So it comes with a robot version of him who can say lines from the game. And you get a free I, uh, iPhone or Android app where you can control him. He can move around like and it controlled. will stream uh, a camera. It has a camera that streams live from his eye to your phone so you can see Wagwan. Um, I think it's quite... What does that mean? Uh, what's going on. Okay. Street talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, because you're so street. I am very street. <laughs> you're, you're, so, you're so King's Road. <laughs> so, um, that's what they say, down King's Road. I was actually on King's Road last night. So... Um, no, basically, uh, it's a, it costs a lot, but you can understand. I didn't realise it was that expensive. Yeah, it also comes with 12 lithographs of the Vault Hunters, which justifies the price. Um, yes, no, it it's It looks very quite small, is the only thing. It, like, mm. the, um, the robot. The claptrap itself looks probably about that big. Yeah. Um, but it kind of stands up. I, I, I don't think it is on a gyroscope, but it is. it looks like it's... I was going to say, I'm bemused, because he, he, he is around. on one... He does go along on his one wheel. Yeah. Which I'm a bit like, well... <laughs> so if it was 100 quid, would you would you buy it? No. No. Well, I, you know, I, but people would. But yeah. 200 and Seven, how much? 270. Uh, 270. That is crazy yeah, money. Crackers, isn't it? I mean, I guess the idea bit... I mean, it's... And also, 5,000. That's quite a lot. Well, uh, I, I, by I limited went, edition... I wonder how much it would be to buy the game and then buy a robot of that ilk separately, that, yeah. a robot that does a bit more than just that. I, see, that's the thing. I, I think calling it a robot is pushing it a little yeah. bit too far. It's a radio-controlled camera, remote-controlled car camera, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with a camera in its eyeball. Yeah. So, but anyway, when I saw it, I thought oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'd like to get one of those in the office. I was going to say like. by by the two hundred and seventy quid by the standard of like collector's editions. Yeah. That's quite a good one. You know, when you consider sometimes it's pricey, but when you consider sometimes they don't really come with that much. That's quite good. Yeah, but I th- I wonder if that will actually increase in value. I doubt it will. Um, because that's the other thing, right? You, you see a lot of these collector's editions, and again, I've spoken about before, but Call of Duty, like Night Vision goggles. Really? It sounds like a great idea. Then you get them, you put them on once, and then you go, right, yeah. what am I going to do with these again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the radio control car that came with it and the drone is like, it's fun. Yeah. I've just blown 150 quid on this and going to use it once. Yeah. You'd have to really like Borderlands. I mean, I guess the idea being that... I mean, Claptrap is a mainstay, right? So yeah. you, you... when I love Claptrap as a character, yeah. but I don't love him to 270 quid. I don't know. I mean, he does say lines from the game. <laughs> so that justifies Good, it. good, um, good, good. But will you, pick, will you pick up the normal edition? I will... I mean, I... So I, so I got about two-thirds of the way through Borderlands 2, so that's an awfully long way to mm, kind of start again. Start again. Um, when's it coming out? Uh, March the 20-somethingth. 
So it depends what else I've got to play around then. I mean, I, um, I don't know if I'm making up the fact that you can import saves, but I feel you can from PS3 to PS4. And I, Xbox I don't think you actually know that, but anyway. I, I remember writing it. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> Does not mean it's true. But um, do, do we have to wait for Luke to? No, do you this? you continue. Great Scotty, no. Uh, oh, you see, you're just not very good at these, Alex. Well, these good. leaks, these leaks that are was, bad. That was good. Um, okay, I'm only going to mention this in passing because actually some better news broke since I uh, put this lineup together. But Simon Pegg's writing Star Trek Three. That's pretty much the story. Co-writing it, which I think is uh, pretty good news actually. What's the last good film you wrote? Uh, World's End, I would say. I really like the World's End. I know, yeah. It's quite a bit of a mixed reception. That it had its that. it had its haters. I didn't like it. Um, but this is another trouble project. Uh, Star Trek Three was being written and directed by Roberto Orsi. Uh, he's dropped he dropped out the directing, and now they're not using his script. Ooh. Yep. So he's he's co-writing this with a guy called Doug Young, uh, who did a TNT series called Dark Blue, which I've never watched. No. But I think I think Peg's a really smart writer. Um, I didn't love Paul, but I never saw it. He's clever. He's clever. He's smart. Right. I, lo- I love the cause and effect stuff that happens in his, his scripts, which I think would work really well in a Star Trek movie if it's a time travel yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So we will see. We know nothing more about that. But um, Surely they won't reference the old Star Treks anymore. Surely they're done with, you know, harking back to Spock and everything. Oh, they were talking before about there being a chance of seeing Kirk. Oh, that'd be great, Shatner. Oh, uh, just going back to what you can transfer your save okay. from PS3 to PS4 or Xbox 360 to Xbox One. Okay. Continue, as you were. And it's after... after oh. Ooh. So I, I played it. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. I was done. See, I, I played it on Xbox 360, but I'd be playing this on PS4. Can't do that. God damn it! Yeah, no, can't do that. Can't cross-platform. Mm. Can't cross those streams. Uh, can't cross those streams. Bigger news for X-Men Apocalypse. They have cast the younger versions of Storm, Jean Grey, and Cyclops. Ooh. So this is big casting. Um, the actress playing Storm, Alexandra Ship. Um, are you a fan of the Nickelodeon mystery show House of Anubis? Never heard of it. Did you watch Aaliyah, the Princess of R&B? No. Nope. Uh, Alvin and Chipmunks 2, the Squeakquel? I've seen that. Okay. I think she's in that. <laughs> I thought you might uh, David, yeah, like, what David Cross merrily says he just did for the money. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. one of those things where you walk into your local Tesco's with a four, or well, probably three-year-old at the time going, look, pick a DVD. That's it. it. It was either either the squ- squeakle or uh, chipwrecked. I can't right. remember which one I've of seen. Course. It's all all <laughs> Um So she's playing Storm. Uh, we don't really know much about her. There's an actor called Ty Sheridan playing Cyclops, who I do know about. He's in a film called Joe with Nicolas Cage, and he was in Mud with Matthew McConaughey. Good film. And he was actually essentially the lead in both those films against two really big actors. And he was fantastic in both of them. Okay. He's quite understated, quite forlorn kind of figure. Good looking. Um, very serious. Yeah, he's good looking. He's good looking. That's him in the middle there. He's only 18. Well, he looks um, a, a little bit like Channing Tatum there. I was going to say Char- Channing Tatum and Tom Hardy's love child. But he's very good. He's got. He's got. I do recognise the girl. Yes. Okay. Uh, he's got real presence though, uh, so I think that's good casting. And then the last one uh, playing um, Jean Grey is um, what's her name? Sophie Turner, whose sons are Stark in Game of Thrones. Okay. Yes. Good. Now that's a good show. Yeah. That's a very good show. I very much like her as an actress. What has she done other than Game of Thrones? It's fun. Well, she's now got quite a lucrative modelling career going on um, outside of the stuff she was on. Uh, something or other but um, she, she's doing quite well with modelling but just in terms of the most recent series of Game of Thrones you know when she did that yeah, twist she, from being yeah, the vulnerable she, girl yeah, to kind yeah. of being a bit 
I think she I think she possibly has the chops to pull that off. Yeah. I think she's quite good personally. And um she looks uh, she looks very good as a as a young Jean, Jean Grey. She's got the red hair. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. There you go. So yeah. Lots of uh, we had about two thousand comments on that story already, but wow. lots, of, lots of positive comments. Everyone seems to be liking that casting. Mm. So when and so that's for a, next summer apocalypse. Yeah, Oscar Isaac is about to go and start shooting it like next week. Oh, cool! Or they're, they're, he's talking about the, they're doing tests on his costume and things. So he's the, he's the big bad. Exciting times. Mm. Um, also, this week Microsoft did a big press event that revealed Windows Ten. Which is kind of boring. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about that. Don't. But they did uh, reveal HoloLens, which I guess is their answer to uh, Morpheus and VR headsets, Oculus Rift. But it's a little bit different. It's not virtual reality. It's augmented reality. Yeah. You still throw on some glasses, but rather than them blocking your view, you see through and it adds layers to whatever you're looking at. So in the demo that they showed off is that uh, it would project well actually it's not projecting it's on your screen but the person next to you wouldn't see it the tv on the wall or a white wall or if you're walking past the fridge you've got a virtual to-do list which seems very excessive yeah but the other thing that they showed off was um integration with minecraft now obviously microsoft spent a lot of money buying mojang and minecraft uh, last year mm-hmm. uh and so it essentially become a uh, a 3D kind of virtual Lego set mm. with unlimited possibilities. So this is, this is this the reason they bought Minecraft, do you think, with this in mind uh, as a way to expand it? Possibly. I, but I think the thing that's, you know, you're not going to see this for years. Mm-hmm. It was a proof of concept. And, that, um, mm. and part of it was kind of interesting um, because, so my, let's put Minecraft aside for one second. The other thing was like, if you and someone else are doing something, they can see what you're doing, even if you're halfway around the world. Yeah. So if you were struggling to, I don't know, make a cup of tea, yeah. I could see through your lens and say, well, you need to put the tea bag in first, then one sugar. That's how I like it. Yeah. Uh, a bit of water and just a touch of butter, not too, not too milky. What about if you're having sexy time alone? I could tell you where to put it, yep. <laughs> Just a little bit of sugar. <laughs> Just little... Anyway. No, come on. Dash of milk. Um, um, a splash of milk. I like splash of milk. <laughs> Great. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, it's, so I think the concept is interesting. I didn't see anything in the video that I thought, wow, that's going to blow my socks off. Yeah. My, and mm. it's still going to suffer from the, you've got to wear stupid headsets. It's like Google Glass. I... The idea is fantastic, but I don't want to look like a twat. Really. Well, not any more than you already do. I was, I was going to make you that joke, yourself, and I just you let set you... set yourself up for that. I just let you knock it out of the park. It's just always with these things. It's me sitting there thinking, how's this going to improve my life? What, what will, what will yeah. I get out of this? Mm. What are the things that I do? I watch films, I watch football. Like, I'm, in, you know, I'm interested in how that's going to work for me, if it's going to change well, those experiences. Uh, see, I don't really think it will change the kind of... Uh, the passive experience of watching football. But, you know, I don't know if you could perhaps watch it from different positions yeah. or... I don't, you well, know, I mean, could but, they put you in the ground from, well, that's from the, the yeah, living room? Yeah, maybe. And then maybe if you're sat... But I don't know how it would work. Yeah, it's all to um, where cameras like, are, isn't it? Yeah, because you're, you're set on wherever those cameras may be, unless they've got, like, the Google uh, Map-style cameras that see yeah. 360 yeah. and there's, I, I mean, don't know, 60 in every ground and you can sit there and look around and... Yeah. One of the things they did your do... Your mate next to you or whatever. One of the things they did do that was kind of exciting, I thought, not necessarily for us because we're journalists and who cares... But 
in terms of like game development stuff, they showed um, in the trailer. There's like you know a motorbike person who's like, oh, yeah. I've had a better idea for the fuel engine, and she mm. she yanks it up. She just made it bigger. <laughs> yeah, she just that's like, a really oh, good idea. I've had an idea, and she's just like, <laughs> yeah, um, it's like great. But you know, in terms of, I was thinking in terms of game development or something like that, or in terms of films, like you know, if you're shooting on different you know sets or different units out, you know, you can see necessarily what's shooting so in terms of Mm. collaborative creative work like that absolutely I think it would be so I think it's a fantastic tool but in terms of I have I'm not yet convinced from the entertainment perspective like which is kind of the angle we're interested in as punters and journos I don't really think that's necessarily I think the other part is how interaction works because it looked like your finger basically became a pointer which I think is pretty boring Mm. like if it's holographic you want to kind of be able to hold it and move it around and zoom it in and I I want to go full minority report but again I don't know I don't know how that would work yeah. unless you have to wear special gloves as well. Yeah. You really would look like an absolute <laughs> penis. <Yeah. laughs> Just me like, like <laughs> miming down the house as my missus is looking at me. Because <laughs> she can't see That's what it. you're seeing either. So. Can, can you virtually sign these divorce papers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh dear. Lovely stuff. And the, the other thing that I did think about is that Microsoft need to get better at making trailers because it's that whole thing with like awful music and yeah, cheesy bit, people saying, yeah. what if the future felt like this? I hate, I, I hate the word cheesy, but that that's all I can, that's the word to describe what that was. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to lower the tone, but Rory told me to bring up porn in this section. Really? Well, well didn't, just, didn't I already do that? Did you? Well, I said, I said sexy, time. Se- sexy time. Oh, right? yes. Well, that's true. You could, in theory, experience any lady or man you want to. Yeah. Or any other field of animals. Yeah. If that is your biscuit. <laughs> Can we move on? Let's move on. Soggy biscuit. It's a very good game. Do you want to tee this up, Chris? Sure. What TV shows would you like to see return? Seamless. Um, this well, week... That wasn't so much a teeing up. That was just a, like, a full-on drive right in there. <laughs> Good place to start a video. Yes. Shall I do it again? No, 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 we're good. Um, so uh, the TCAs, which is the television something or others last Critics week. Choice? Awards? Critics. Critics. Critics Associate. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> lots of announcements of TV shows and interviews and presentations. And um, the Fox people talked about the fact that they'd quite like to see X-Files returning. Yeah. But only if they could get... Chris Carter, David Duchovny, Gillian Anderson on board. Mm. And then I believe David Duchovny this week has said, yeah, interested. So um, really? they've also I'd be talked... really to, interested in that. Yeah, well, they've also talked about bringing back uh, Prison Break um, and 24. And obviously Twin Peaks is returning after a big gap. Yeah. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about what we'd like to see return. So let's start with X-Files then. Yeah. yeah. We, we, Dan and I did do a conversation on it. He's a bigger fan than I am. Mm. But we both thought it was actually quite a good idea. Yeah. So the thing I loved about X-Files was, and it's been a long time since I've gone back and watched them, <clears throat> but it was the individual standalone shows, but there was still that whole theme running all the way through yeah. it. And I, I love that kind of thing. Like I can't remember the name of the episode, but there was the, the kind of little pale guy that could kind of sh- uh, <clears throat> sneak through um, air vents, and it was really Tunes? freaky. Was he called Toons? Yeah, maybe. Like I, ca- I can't remember. But loads of kind of, like, almost believable in it like not too kind of extraterrestrial yeah, yeah. Um, but you know scary as hell yeah really um, frightening I think X-Files is a bit before my time it was too it's, scary it's not for me when I was it's X-Files X-Files <laughs> was a bit before my time bring, bring back X-Factor, X-Factor. <laughs> uh, 
it, it's really worth watching. It's really worth it because it, it's got that high concept as well that you can go anywhere and do anything with it. Whereas mm. twenty four almost becomes a little bit repetitive. You know they've got to keep coming up with a terrorist threat each season. Yeah. Whereas when you're dealing with the stuff that they were dealing with, the supernatural, aliens, just weird stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like our generation's Twilight Zone. Right. It felt like, you know, each week they could explore something yeah. different and strange. And they were two really compelling characters as well. well. That's it. Their chemistry worked really, really well. Yeah. So. Do you know, what is weird about, because you know that it's, some of them still run on whichever TV channels, whether it's gold or whatever. Sure. Why do old TV shows like that, that aren't that old, look so bad? Like, it's the same with my wife watches Sex in the City, which is not that old. Mm. Well, it's just, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's, 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 it's pre-HD. I know, and but so, and still, so some, some old shows have been turned into like HD, cameras. and those ones haven't. That's what we. That's what we watched. But standard definition these days doesn't look that bad. No, well, quality's just improved. Honestly, we watched. It was. Think back to when you were watching football when you were a kid. But it compared feels to what you like, watch now, and it's the qualities. It honestly feels like they they're basically airing the records that people have done on a VHS that, and just yeah. they've taken out the adverts halfway well, maybe, through. Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe you've answered your own question. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So yeah, I thought maybe just go around the table. Uh, a show that you'd like to see return, Luke? Um, so uh, quite a lot of Joss Whedon stuff tends to get cancelled prematurely. Yeah. Um, so one that I really started to get into was Dollhouse, mm-hmm. um, which was um, had Eliza Dushku, who was Faith in Buffy, and yeah. she was true in True Calling. Um, it kind of it had a really slow start. There was way too much exposition. It had a couple of really unlikable characters at the start. Um but by the time we you get to the end of the first season, it starts picking up. But I think it had already lost a lot of people. And anyway, it was cancelled um, about halfway through the second season. Right. So, and they knew it was coming. So they rushed to tie up the loose ends. And it was just so unsatisfactory because there were so many stories and like kind of mm. plot holes that they had set up. And, you know, the thing about Joss Whedon stuff, like with Buffy, you know, the slow, it's a slow burning plot. Mm. There's so many things that he seeds and then it comes back later. Um, you know, the big enemy in season seven of Buffy is someone who appears in a throwaway episode of of season three. Like, you know, and it's just his thing is that's how that's how he worked. And it was so disappointing when it was cancelled. Um, and another one that I'd like I would have liked to see come back is um, Angel, just because he, again, had grand ideas for it. He I think he wanted to do seven seasons like he did with Buffy and um the see, the network wouldn't tell him if he if they were going to renew it and he was like well I want to know I want to know now um and so he prematurely asked for a renewal they wouldn't tell him he tried to play hardball with them and they ended up just saying you know what screw it we're cancelling it and so they cancelled it and so again all these kind of big things had seeded and these really emotional plot lines just instantly cut off and it was just a bit and again it just sounded re- it ended really really disappointingly so I'd kind of like to see them come back for just for a sense of closure, yeah. um, more than anything. But um, but no, Buffy, I'd leave because I think Buffy ended well. well I think Buffy actually went on too long. No, uh, okay. Uh, my first one, Quantum Leap, I'd like to see come back. I don't know necessarily with the same actors, or they could be in it, but maybe pass the reins on over to someone else. Yeah. But I love Quantum Leap. Did you ever mm. see that one? A little bit. I've seen a couple of episodes. Do I would get that ex- confused with Sliders. Hmm. See, I've never seen it. You never seen no, but we're not that. We've far had off this discussion, but yeah, like, have we? Never. I, you know, there are big gaps in my sure film and TV <laughs> yeah. viewing. Where each each week, this character Sam mm. would travel back in time. He just got stuck in some kind of time, bouncing around, and each week he'd show up in a different time period, and each week he'd have to do something 
but he didn't know what to get himself out. And it would be to change someone's life or save someone or do something. But it, he spent the episode trying to figure it out. And so that each week it would be a different sort of setting. But equally, it, it would him, be him trying to figure out how to get back to his own time. Yeah. That's mm. what he was always trying to do. Yeah. And it was just really good fun. And the fact that each week you could do, you know, it could be a totally different, it must've been quite an expensive show to make. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because of all, you know, set it's a new set of actors yeah. every week. Yeah. New, a new time period, new costumes and stuff. But it was really good fun. Uh, so I'd like to see that one come back. When did that go off the air? God, when I was at school, it's probably, yeah, probably time, about, yeah. yeah, early 90s. Okay. Yeah. I've still got my Quantum Leap annual though. There you go. Uh, Alex, have you got... Well, it has to be uh, Harry Hill's TV, but <laughs> really, <laughs> I think really? that's actually quite. Well, that's a get if you're a fan. Like you're, you genuinely, are a fan. I genuinely yeah, am yeah. a fan of Harry Hill's TV, but yeah, uh, that's ca- uh, that's a kind of a funny answer. But I would like to see that back because it was. I genuinely look forward to that. The only yeah. thing I didn't like was the uh, getting the two things and having them to have a fight. You I didn't like that. Of, I found that a little bit tedious. <laughs> what well, you didn't like the fact that it was the same joke every week. It wasn't the same joke every week. Well, you obviously don't appreciate the the small details. The nuance. Yeah, no, but I mean, having them fight every week was the same. Oh, joke. no, that was, yes. Yeah. And yeah. Quite, quite a lot of the show was that. I forget, did you see the movie? No. But you'd, you'd go in like, no. Wait, no but if you like the TV show, why TV you... burp is different from Harry Hill doing his shtick. Yeah, fair enough. Because like, it was like, obviously it would play a clip and I, I was just I was always amazed at how much TV the researchers must have had to watch yeah sure to kind yeah. of look for a three second clip of something funny yeah but equally um, weren't TV shows doing stuff on purpose to get on but oh I don't know EastEnders let's have someone fall in a bush cynical let's have someone fall in a bush again he'll play that no, but it was, it was again that that's not the kind of it wasn't slapstick all the way no it was funny stuff yeah no, um, I, I, I've, I've watched it and laughed a couple of times. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, Buck Rogers. Ah, in Buck the 20th Rogers. century. Yeah, but it would have to still kind of have that kind of schlocky shtick of the original. I don't, yeah. I don't want it brought up to the 21st century and it'd be look amazing and everything. I still want it to be a bit cheesy and have a little robot going biddy biddy biddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Do you know who did the voice of that robot? I don't. Mel Blanc, who was the voice of Bugs Bunny. Yeah, uh, I yeah. was I was literally about to say uh, as a uh, Looney Tunes, I wouldn't mind coming back. Looney Tunes, I, I yeah, really yeah. happened to them. Yeah, well, you... I think they all died. <laughs> as in the, no, not as in the animals. <laughs> what? <laughs> the voice actors and stuff. Yeah, but like Jim Henson and Frank Oz, they all died. Yeah, and the but Looney Tunes actors won't have done the modern Looney Tunes. Like Looney Tunes. No, I, I don't want the films. I kind of want. I I want the short cartoons yeah. where it's not too tedious. Uh, you know, I loved Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. They were mm. amazing. Porky Pig was tedious. He can piss off. I am um, Daffy Duck is the dream. As quite a cynical person myself, <laughs> Daffy Duck is my spirit animal. And um, no, I just well, that's, I would have loved they were that. Big. To come I remember back. when Warner Brothers stores were on Regent Street and stuff yeah? like that. Yeah. And then it. It's a good question. Where are these? Yeah, where are the Looney Tunes? I don't know. What happened to those guys? I like but I like Butt Rogers though. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. New cast. I thought a sexy that. woman. Cool guy. The, Mark Miller's next film, uh, I just read the comic, Starlight. Right. That's, that's a Buck Rogers vibe. Is it? Yeah, Flash Gordon vibe. I can't remember the name of the ships uh, that were in it, but they were cool because I had the kind of the metal yeah. um, corgi versions of that. All cool stuff. I watched the film, the, the TV movie that they did so many times. Right. God, I, I practically knew that off by heart when I was a kid. It's great. Yeah. Farscape would be one more that I'd like to come back. <sighs> Okay, why, why do you want Farscape? Do you not like Farscape? I never watched it, if I'm honest. Okay, 
Um, I just thought it was really, really good. I didn't like the lead actor, but um, I thought the crew and the idea behind it was really interesting. And it was like, you know, a big universe to explore, really interesting. And it also had Claudia Black in it, who is the voice of Morrigan and lots of other, in Dragon Age, and lots of other um, voices. She has a very sexy voice. But yeah. What about comedy shows? Any comedy shows you think you'd like to have? I'm back sad that Pete Show is ending. But the problem is, is that you know I always wanted Red Dwarf to come back, and then it came back, and it was absolute stinking. <laughs> and it ruined everything. Well, I thought the last season was okay. The most recent one. Uh, how many have they done? How many have Dave done then? I think they. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I, I did inter- remember I did interviews about yeah. 18 months ago. Yeah with all of them and that was for series 10 maybe right because I, I thought I, it, was all, it was okay because there were four episodes that came out yeah, and I watched I those and they, they weren't were good no absolutely terrible yeah agreed and so I stopped yeah um, so League of Gentlemen yeah maybe I'd like to see that come back League and there's, there's always terrific. there's always mutterings aren't yeah, there yeah like, they, they met up they met up the other day all of them did and there's speculation about what that could be yeah about. they said yeah. they were talking about doing something I know they're doing another Inside number 9 yeah, series yeah they're shooting they? that right now um, and then um, Nighty Night as well although towards the end of series two you really felt it had run out of steam right but um, like the jokes were tired it just got too unbelievable so that's almost a good reason for it not to return isn't it I think it needs to redeem itself it needs okay. to come back they've had years off also um, the smoking room yep you, do you know the smoking room uh, yeah I remember it yeah, it yeah. was like no like it was classic this BBC thing. I mean I guess there are no more smoking rooms now so it's a bit Unbelievable, but <laughs> well, they could have the staff room smoking. It's just the street, park. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the skiving room. Um, but yeah, no. The, the worry with some shows, though, uh, is that they'll come back and not be as good as you remember. Because mm. that's the, the one I, I'm born to do a conversation on this sometime uh, for the site is Twin Peaks. I yeah. love Twin Peaks as much as anyone. But I, there's I, there's no reason for it to come back. It cannot deliver on its promise. It, it won't. It's no. uh, more than even like Star Wars <clears throat> coming back. I think Twin Peaks has got even less chance of yeah. satisfying people because it was so of its time. I felt like the, the story ran its course yeah. in a really weird and interesting way. And whatever they do, I don't think I'm going to be no. happy. No. Um, a couple of comedy ones that I thought ended too soon. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yes. No, that was brilliant. Only got six episodes, I think. Yeah. And they could probably do that now with Richard AID doing so well. A lot of the actors, Matt, Matt, yeah, Matt Berry's, Matt Berry's really the well. big star at the moment. Um, I just th- started watching IT crowd actually. Oh, it's, what it's th- nice. It's okay. Um, it's not yeah. laugh out loud though, is it? No, no. It's an easy watch. It was right. an easy watch, but it, considering he did Father Ted, it's not. It's yeah. not Father Ted quality. Yeah. Mm. I don't think. Um, Nathan Barley is another one. That I, yeah. I just adored that show. Um, and I've spoken to people involved in it a couple of times, and it, they say it's never going to come back, but I can watch it and watch it. It was so ahead of its time. Like, right now, it would be on the button, I yeah. think, for yeah, how yeah, people yeah. are. But back then, it was just at the start of, you know, phones getting ridiculous yeah. and yeah. media. <laughs> I mean, we worked with a bunch of them, didn't we? <laughs> I was going to say, people who love their Bluetooth headsets. Yeah. Hope he doesn't watch. Um, shooting Stars as well, I'd like to come back. I really yeah. like Shooting Stars. Luke keeps picking programmes that I like but don't want to come back. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. I, I, again, I, at the end, I kind of found that it sort of lost its way. I think a lot of people became too self-aware and a little bit too PR savvy and too mm. up to, and tight and they wouldn't really let themselves make fool of themselves, which was a bit upsetting. That was the problem when it came back originally, like almost pre-internet and stuff. I think yeah. people were like, you know, this isn't going to go viral. Who cares who sees this? Or they didn't, or it wasn't a big enough thing. They didn't really know what they were getting themselves into. Yeah. Whereas now I think there's too much 
Morecambe and Wise, I'd like to come back as well, but dead. Right. I think, I think, I think <laughs> that might be ending that conversation. It's natural clothes. <laughs> really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. But we should ask our readers, uh, yes. which TV shows would you like to see come back? You can get in touch, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Cool. All right, let's do some reading feedback. Let's. We've only got three pieces, so Luke and then Alex and then myself. Okay. Cool. Let's do it that way. So I have it from uh, Robert Walpert, who says, Hey guys, I have no idea what Duck Hunt refers to, so I won't mention it. <laughs> I quite like that. (laughs) um, But he did. He did mention it. That's what I thought was funny. Um, And then he says, um, I do have to correct part of the favourite holiday films conversation from December. It was young Natalie Wood who starred in Miracle on 34th Street, not Shirley Temple. Entirely my fault. But it's hard to keep all that information up in your head when you're speaking off the cuff. (laughs) And I got one child star mixed up with another one. So Never, ever do that again. All apologies. Good ship lollipop. That was a fun show, though, that one where we were doing our our favourite Christmas movies. That was good. I could have done that forever. (laughs) It did did go around for quite a long time. time. I watched... um, What's the famous Christmas movie? It's a Wonderful Life. I watched that for the first time. Very good. It's good, isn't it? It's really good. (laughs) Did you cry? Uh, I didn't know. Oh, it, is about, it is about two hours of utter misery and then ten minutes of like sweet release. I d- it's just... It, I wish more films were like that because it's all kind of crazy. Like, does, Did he really used to speak like that, whoever the main guy yeah, is? Yeah, that's how he spoke. He's a bit of a funny voice. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> James Stewart spoke. Right, okay. But it was kind of like, you know, films just don't get made like that anymore. No. no. I'm not sure best. I could watch it every year, which a lot of people kind of yeah, do. Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch it this year, but I watch it most years. Right. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, my email is from, uh, I think it's from Dave Trevino. Yeah, but we he didn't but put he a didn't name at the bottom but, of it. So but it's... I'm reading p- between the lines on his yeah. email address. So anyway, he says, I've got boys in our house, so frozen means nothing, you lucky, lucky man. Uh, <laughs> we watched it once and never really thought about it again. A thought. Girls seem more obsessive about this kind of stuff. Boys, uh, even if they really like something, seem to move on faster. Well, that never really happened with me in Star Wars. No. Mm. And I would liken Frozen to my Star Wars love. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think there have been <clears throat> many other kind of films of recent years that have had the same impact to the same level that Frozen has. It is ridiculous. I mean, I didn't realise, because there's still so much hype about it, I didn't realise how long ago it was actually released. Yeah. It was, you know, about a year and a half. Well, it, it, it's, uh, it's coming back to Berkhamstead Cinema next month. We, we, had, the filmmaker, we had the filmmakers yeah. in the office. Yoks ago. But like, but it, I, I, we did speak about this on the podcast, but mm. you know, when they, I don't think they had any clue that it was no. going to be the size or scale. No, it is now. they didn't no. at all. But it's, well done them. Anyway, Star Wars is a better film, so. Uh, <laughs> I've got an email from a friend of the show, Carl Barrett, who says, hi guys and Duck Hunt. Uh, on the podcast about upcoming releases in 2015, you didn't mention any TV shows. What are the shows you are most looking forward to this year? For me, it's Hannibal Season 3, Fargo yep. Season 2, uh, but the show I'm looking forward to the most is the ninth and final season of Peep Show. Mm. Um, so Hannibal, absolutely. Yep. Um, I haven't actually... A trailer went out yesterday. I haven't seen that yet. Mm. Getting better, um, isn't it, as it goes along? But, yeah, Crooper only kind of got me into that at the tail end of last year, so I binge-watched uh, Seasons 1 and 2. It's fantastic. Yeah. Game of Thrones, obviously. Yes. Um, uh, Fargo is fantastic as well. So, uh, it's really yeah, worth a watch. It's really worth a watch. Mm. It's very. Um, I saw, I've seen the film. I haven't. It's quite unusual. It's quite a strange watch, but it's it's very Twin Peaks actually. But some of the acting in it, Billy Bob Thorne, Martin Freeman, it's it's really really well acted. Yeah. Martin Freeman's doing really well for himself all of a sudden. Yeah, 
Yeah. Sutton, it was a sudden this week called The Eichmann Show, which I watched on BBC Two. That was really good. If you want to catch it on iPlayer, it's very, very upsetting. Oh. It's about the trial of, of the worst Nazi war criminal, mm. um, who, who the guy that came up with the final solution. And they do um, show you genuine documentary footage of what was going on in the concentration camps. But it's a brilliant piece wow. of television mm. as well. It's, it's very, very powerful. And what's it called? Uh, the Eichmann Show. I am. Um I think we were talking about. I just started watching Broadchurch. Mm. Um, first season, that really, really good. Everyone's mullet. Everyone's a bit humming and I'm in an arm about the second one. Yeah, well, Gav, Gav was moaning about it in the office, and I don't think was Dan agreeing with him. I wasn't. I, I'm really enjoying the second series. I, yeah. So I watched the first episode last night. Yeah. So that's that's where I am. But okay. Yeah. So we're I, two, I'm only two ahead. It's just I think it's really good that they've. It's at first you think, well, why would they go back? But actually, yeah. there's there's some really interesting stuff that yeah, they're yeah, covering. Yeah. Even even the first episode, I was like, oh, I didn't expect it to go in yeah. that direction. Because what you would expect is, so, oh, another series, another murder. Yeah. But. And um, I do think, I don't know the name of the lady, but she is excellent. Olivia, Olivia Coleman, Coleman, yeah. yeah. Because really she, she left Peep Show precisely to try and do that. She won a BAFTA, didn't she? She's won everything going, to be honest. And she, because she, she left, because she went to university with Mitchell and Webb. Yeah. And um, so she'd always done all her stuff like Mitchell and Webb look and all right, of that. Right. And she made the decision to leave and like branch off to try and pursue more serious roles and it's clearly worked out for her. Did you yeah. see the National Television Awards? I didn't, know. So David Tennant got um, special recognition mm-hmm. and what I thought was really good about it, he didn't know he was getting it. Because oh. you know that it's normally, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, he was prepared. When they started sort of playing his um, showreel, he was a bit like, what? Like, why am I getting this? Which was good. That's oh, really sweet. Um, the only other down in Mrs. Brown Boys. That one on the Best comedy, People third year like in a row, though, I, I believe. We've talked about it many times this podcast. Yeah. We don't get it. I'm, I'm wa- waiting for us to get emails people who love the show, but we haven't. I'm no. wary about well, a few people though. said in uh, the comments. I was reading some comments, and I uh, no, no, it was the Duck Hunters page. Somebody said there that I, you know it's his guilty pleasure. Uh, why are you worried about Peep Show? I don't know. I felt, I feel it kind of went off the boil at the end of the last series. I like the start, the whole business seri- uh, business secrets of the pharaohs. Funny, funny. Yeah, but I feel it went a bit off the boil. Because they have tried to replace Olivia <laughs> Coleman. Shut up, Siri. They've tried to replace Olivia Coleman with Dobby, and she's just she just doesn't really. I don't find her particularly funny. Mm. Who's Dobby? Dobby is the. Northern, the Izzy Suti plays her. Yeah. Wasn't that the, the yeah woman? the house elf? The house elf. And but, I think it's. I know, but also, what was the the woman that was on the word? Do you remember that? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> She wasn't called Dobby, but it was but it's something to like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. A ridiculous woman. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, for me, I think Peak Show's been the most consistent sitcom. I just don't like it when they make it into a three-hander. Like, why are they both in love with Dot? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I much prefer it when it's just those two. Or Superhands is fine, but I don't like. Superhands <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> Some trouble with crack. It's uh, quite Moorish, <laughs> but um, I just don't like. I don't like it. Uh, and I'll end this uh, by saying the one I'm looking forward to the most is Sherlock. Is that back this year? Hopefully, be back. They haven't announced uh, the screen be. date, but it could be uh, a Christmas episode. Oh, cool! As well as as well as something in January. So it's got to be. So I'm trying to find the name. It's only me and you that cares about this. Oh Alex, no, I really care kid. about it. I didn't. I've never seen the word. The Hufty. Hufty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not said about Hufty, the better. Yeah. Good. Don't say anything horrible. Um, <laughs> I never would. Yeah, you would. Uh, so let's move on to what is coming out this week. Mm. Out this week. So Saints Row has been given a fresh look of paint and uh, dusted up for PS4, Xbox One. Uh, much the same game. It's got uh, all the expansions on it. Um, we gave it a 7.8. 
Um, again, Saints Row is one of those series that I played the first one, but I've not actually played any of the more recent games, and they're supposed to be better. For everyone seems to be saying that three was kind of the pinnacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, and four just doesn't quite have that. It's not quite as good. It's not quite as self-referential. Yeah. But by all accounts, it is a good game. Um, and Seven point so, eight is a it's a good. Yeah. Score. I think our review said something like, if if you've played the original not worth getting this edition because the expansion, the Gata of Hell expansion isn't really worth it. Yeah. But um, if you haven't, you know, obviously, once again, this is the ideal edition. Yeah. So. That's it for games, really. Okay. Mm. Films, there's a few films out this week. Uh, new Mark Wahlberg film, The Gambler, which is a remake of a 1974 film called The Gambler. I saw the trailer for that. He, he never looks like he ever gets old. No, he's, he's doing all right, he isn't he? He looks like he did in Boogie Nights. Yeah, and he looks like that in the flesh as well. Yeah, he might well bug. Um, it look, it's, it's an all right thriller. We gave it a 7.0. Um, that's one I'll probably watch on a plane or on the telly. Yeah. Um, oh, that's... Sorry, came, yeah. came back TV shows. The, the second parts of Arrow and Flash. Like, are you up to speed on... Nope. So something happens nope. at the mid-season finale of Arrow, and you think, what's going to happen? And I know that the episode has aired already... And I've managed to avoid spoilers, but I'm saving that up for the flight to San Francisco. Okay. Cool. Very excited. Um, We've got a new Oscar Isaac movie called A Most Violent Year, which is very good by all accounts. I haven't seen it. It is a thriller. Um, Mortikai is out. uh, Potentially Johnny Depp's worst film ever. (laughs) Um, So bad that they wouldn't let me see it, people. I emailed them and they said they would not be doing an online screening for us. Really? People who interviewed him got to see it and it's been getting twos and ones uh, but I was not allowed so I can't review it what's what? happened to Johnny Depp well I'm not the this. right person to ask about this because I'm not a fan right. so I think from the moment he did the first Pirates I've not really enjoyed his stuff first you Pirates like Transcend- was a great was it Transcendence yeah. that you like no one liked Transcendence <laughs> which is the- <laughs> <laughs> not even the people who made it no I don't think so <laughs> what, what, the director who made it Wally Fister uh, <laughs> yeah, that is it that's a great name. He, uh, I don't think he likes it. Uh, no, I just, I just think he's he he used to act and now he gurns, yeah. you know. And th- this is this is again, it's him trying to be Terry Thomas. And I'm sorry, I've seen the ad uh, of him on the side of a bus and with his little twisty moustache. Yeah, and I was just all... like, I was like, that looks terrible. Yeah. So, with so many other good films around at the minute as well. Well, so. yes, because there is one very good film out this week, Ex Machina again, Oscar Isaac. Uh, everyone will know about it by this point who listened to the podcast because we did an hour on it pretty much last week but it's yeah. a really good film I've seen it twice I'd even see it a third time um, it's just a really well put together sci-fi and if I could compare it to anything I'd compare it to Moon it's very similar it's, it's, a, debut, oh, wow. it's a debut movie from the guy it's self-contained it's set in a couple of rooms um, Moon has two actors although same person yeah. this is pretty much three actors and it's just really thought-provoking clever science fiction that kind of stays with you haunting there you go so yeah love Axe Machina awesome I would very much like to see that do it good I stuff I see that uh, and I think that's it pretty much for this week's podcast believe so um, as always you can get in touch uh, IGN UK feedback at IGN.com we keep saying we're going to change that yeah we well, it's, also, it's also IGN underscore UK feedback oh thank you Luke. at IGN.com what did I say IGN UK feedback do you want to say it one yeah. more time IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com okay that's it that's how you get in touch Uh, we will be back same time next week so until then bye bye cheerio bye